We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, recording this right after the Sunday crushing loss. We're brought to you today by Shady Rays, our good friends with the amazing deal in sunglasses where you can get a new pair if you break them. I felt like breaking my pair of Shady Rays after Garrett Cole blew that 6 nothing lead. Go get a pair for yourself by going to ShadyRays.com and using our promo code BRONX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Scott, we were just chatting before uh, we press record here. The uh, the division odds now, 10 games back of Tampa with only 10 head-to-head matchups remaining versus them. You know, that's a difference this year with the balanced schedule because any other year you still got 16 games left against Tampa, which you're still 10 games back, but there's a lot more head-to-head matchups. So 10 remaining with Tampa coupled with the fact that there's just a lot of good teams in this division, even the Red Sox, we thought were going to be shitty. They seem to can't can't lose recently so it's like damn i told you i told you that cora was going to put together a t a a freaking run with this cora can manage yes he's a good manager to manage yes but uh these division odds they're they're slim at this point yeah there's i mean it's a massive it's a massive deficit when when you're in in may and everybody 
who's listening to this and looking at the at the glass half full is it's May, so there's opportunities here. But when you're the last place in the division and you're 10 games out, now you not only have to overcome, you're just talking about the Tampa amount of games left right. to, with with them. And then one, the there's another four next week. And and then we don't see them until much later in the season. So, That's you right. know, that that uh, that four games coming up next week with this team, you know, not doing so great is becoming Limping. even more important. Yeah. Um, and then you have Baltimore, who has, I think, the best record in baseball since the second week of April. Uh, you have the Boston Red Sox, as you just mentioned, who are playing well above their uh, what they should be playing on paper. Um, they're getting some big production from some of their offensive players that I don't think a lot of people realize they were going to get. And, and Cora just knows how to manage. And then you have Toronto, who might be the most talented roster in the entire division, um, who's who's above them as well. So it's going to be a, an absolute climb. And and the fact that they're putting their, themselves in this in this massive deficit in the beginning is just it's going to be really hard to overcome. This is a different year. This is a different year in this division. I know that there's you know a lot of uh, of playoff opportunities, and and that's a good thing now because we're going to be needing them because this division is looking. Even in May, it's hard. It's like, I feel stupid saying this, but it's true. There's a lot of things that have to happen now when you're 10 games out and, and you have another four coming up with the same team that, that, just, um, that just took two or three. So live odds, Yankees are plus 500 to win the division. So somehow the, the Orioles and the Red Sox are, are even uh, further odds to, to win the division, but I, I guess they're still basing that on what the rosters could be. So you mentioned, yeah, they've got four next weekend at home and then three at the end of July, early August, and then three at late August. And, and that's it. That's the last you see of Tampa. On the one hand, you can look at this weekend and you're like, well, the Yankees have a busted-ass lineup right now, right? Like, they're, they're mm-hmm. a shell of themselves. And they nearly took two of three. You should have taken two out of three. You've got your ace on the mound in the fifth inning of a six-nothing yeah. ball game. You need to win that game. And you yes. need to go home and you need to be like, you know what? We just took two out of three with a busted-ass lineup in against Tampa, the best team in baseball so far this year. That would have felt really fucking good if they could have closed out today's win. You know what? Instead. I blame myself. I blame myself. I've got I got soft. I got soft on Garrett Cole. I mentioned in the last episode that we I was starting. Did. Yeah, that I'm like, oh, he's on my good side now. Everything's fine. It's good. He's got that killer instinct today, this year. And up until today, he absolutely has. Um, but yeah, we saw 2022. What year is it? 2022 Garrett Cole, where you're giving up that big home run to let a team back in the game. And it had a meltdown after, after yeah. what I thought in the fifth inning when he gives up a solo shot. I'm like, okay, cool. First home run of the season. Not a big deal. It was a solo shot. It's a six nothing game. I want you attacking the zone. I want I want him to to be right there. I had zero problem with that. I'm like, I'm, this is these are the home runs that you should give up, to be honest. Uh, and then and then the full meltdown, uh, you know, happened in the sixth inning. Without I don't even think he got a guy out right in the in the sixth. He did. I mean, his his slider was terrible today. It, he looked. I mean, he looked good early in the game, but you could see he was Tampa was figuring him out as they were going through the lineup for the second time. Um, that's just the slider that he gave up the home. What was it Betancourt? The home run was a three run homer. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible yep. pitch. So the, the second the guess there is you've got a clearly struggling Garrett Cole on the mound with the tying run at the plate. He's been the best pitcher in the American League this year. That's that's one side of this. The and the other side is our bullpen right now is on fumes. And on fumes, but also ranked. I think uh, before this game, they were number one, number one ranked bullpen. So, 
it's, it's a tough call. That's a tough decision. Didn't you bring up last week how um, CC Sabathia on yes. with Chris Long was, was like, I was just going to say that <clears throat> was like, you know, anyone you bring out of that bullpen, unless they're the greatest relief pitcher of all time, I feel, you know, 80% of me, 90% of me is going to be better. And that's exactly how Garrett Cole is feeling. And that's honestly how I was feeling in the moment with how Garrett Cole had been pitching this year. It was the sixth inning. The pitch count was was in fine shape. I think he was at ninety some pitches. Um, yeah, I mean the only the only thing that I'm looking at is the first two guys got on, you know, you know, and and now you no outs. First runners on first and second. You're for sure. I, I, was there someone warming up in that time, or was there was there someone in the pen that I don't remember? But um, that's what I'm, I'm looking at. Like, I'm probably well, pulling go him at that to, point. Though? Because here's the, here's the decision, which would have been tough. It's like, do you go to Michael King in that situation? Because that is the leverage spot in the game right there, tying run yeah. at the plate. So you don't want to go to a middle reliever, even if they've, you know, they've been good. It's like, no, you got to go to your number one guy to get through that inning. And then maybe King can pitch the seventh as well. And then you've got hopefully still a three-run lead or the Yankees can tack on some insurance runs. So the decision would have been Garrett Cole or Michael King, in my opinion, right there. Yeah, and when you when you lay it out like that, if but I don't think... Who was up in the pen at that point when... Uh, Cordero was warming. Cordero I'm not going to Cordero in. for no. Garrett Cole with the tying run up. For, for sure, I'm not either. And, and that's the thing. So my point was that King wasn't even up. So that wasn't even a consideration. But if we're looking at all things all things equal and, and, you know, we're playing manager and King's available, then yeah, we're, 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 we're playing that fire extinguisher role. We're playing that fire extinguisher role. Even honestly, situation. Like, even Holmes in that uh, Holmes has been good in the eighth, but you're, you're not really messing with him at this point. I'm not going to Holmes in that spot yeah. for Garrett Cole. King's the guy. King's the guy because he's a right-handed pitcher. He's going to keep the ball in the ballpark and he's been freaking unhittable. Yeah. But again, this but is, you would have had to have him easy, warming up easy monday monday morning quarterback situation it's not it's not an obvious thing um i just was listening to boone talk because they asked him this very question so i figured it would be relevant um he said yeah there was consideration um marinaccio and ian hamilton were both unavailable and he said he specifically said obviously cole's been good and he's been really good which we've talked about at him managing situations was the way was the verbiage that he used um and he said but hindsight is you know 2020 and he was really starting to miss with his secondary pitches with his slider with his curveball with his changeup. did so and did he mention going to cordero instead or just in general pulling him they asked him in general pulling him they he also talked about king he was available for one inning he was not going to be multi-inning today he said it might have might have used him in four outs in the right situation um, so it looks like it would have been Cordero. I remember I watching the game said I would manage this game backwards. I would right. go best to worst. Like, yeah. you know, because you've got the lead right. right there. Right. You get out of that. And even if it's six to four out of that situation, you've, win. You, you, you've still got the hammer on, on Tampa there and you can hopefully tack on to their bullpen and right. they, they might manage the rest of that game differently. Cash might manage the rest of that game differently. Uh, if it's six to four, six to three or six to four coming out of, the, out of that instead of six, six. Absolutely. But you have to also think about it. Like I, I would have managed it differently, but also, okay. So if he goes to, I don't know who, if he goes, goes to King there and then he goes Wandy clay, like someone's got to pitch more than they did. 
You know what I mean? There's not enough pitches then. Yeah, and I would so, be looking at Wandy as as the guy that they're probably stretching. That's honestly, the biggest, biggest they lead that they've blown since September of 2019. But no one expected Ian Hamilton to get the freaking save on Saturday night. So yeah. who knows? Maybe Cordero can get can get the ninth. Right. Well, and maybe maybe like you said, he manages differently. Maybe they tack on a few, and now it's seven. You know, seven three, seven, seven four. Right. You know, exactly. You've got some breathing room. I, it's I, the it's the philosophy of identifying when the biggest moment of the game is and who you're throwing in that point. And in the past, Boone has talked about using guys in that fire extinguisher role, and that was truly a fire extinguisher role if you're pulling Cole. But again, they didn't pull Cole, so that's that's really what it is rooted in is the fact that they were going with Cole, which I don't have a massive problem with, to be honest. Cole's, Cole needs to not spin that pitch over the plate for a three-run shot. He needs to limit the damage and get out of that. But Well, yeah. because it's 6-2 to two going into that inning. Right. So already right there, you're not thinking, we've got to get Michael King starting to warm up. So right. that, that that's a situation where... Because shit, shit, of, shit changed quickly because of the first two guys getting on. That's true. So you would have had to rush getting King up in that spot, yeah. and you're not, and doing then that. try and somehow delay. But you can't delay. <laughs> you can't throw over to first base eleven times anymore. Yeah, you're not doing. Do yeah, some, the, the, some the more fudgery. I think about it, I think it would have been very difficult to get King into that situation. Uh, you know, not knowing what we know now, it would have been in the moment that would have been a very difficult thing to do because it was Which not is, a fire extinguisher role at six two. It right. wasn't until those two guys got on and all of a sudden the tying runs at the plate. Which is why it's easy to sit here and say, as Boone said, hindsight's twenty twenty. Would it have been better to to pull him that? Yeah, obviously he gave up a bomb to center field. Yeah, but let's not overlook the fact that Garrett Cole cannot give up a six nothing lead right. in the fifth inning when you're trying to win a series against Tampa. He needs to lock that down. 100%. And he will say the same thing. And this has been the first bent blemish. It's a big blemish, honestly. It's a big one because of who it's against and and uh, the fact that they uh, they lost the series because of, of it. But that could have given them life. I'm, I'm, this, it's I mean, hard listen. to kill him. It's hard to kill him. I'm ha- I, even I'm even though him. I want to, I'm, I'm having a hard time killing him because he's of been, how good he's been. They've won every game up until this point that he started. There was... Um, James Smythe uh, tweeted out after the game some just ridiculous stats. Until today, the Yankees were 21-0 and when giving Cole six or more runs of support. And Garrett Cole's teams in general, 64-2 and when giving him six-plus runs of support. So, uh, unbeatable in those situations. Yeah. It, I, I'm not saying they... Um, I mean, whether they won today or not, the division was going to be a long shot, as we said. But setting up for the rest of this week and going into next weekend, today's win could have been massive because you've got Oakland coming in. Oakland absolutely sucks. And then you could have maybe gotten some momentum sweeping Oakland going into a four-game series against Tampa. And that could still happen, and it's only one game. But just vibes-wise, right, like feelings-wise, it would have felt a lot better coming out of this weekend because they competed in every game that they they. So. I I just I don't know how much uh, like yes they they lost the game lost the series but when for the guys in the clubhouse it's it is one game at the end right when you're looking yeah. at this so I don't think it's as much as as we we make of it um, for the guys in the clubhouse because of the fast turnaround because they're going to be playing them again uh, you know in in such short or in such short time that I don't think it matters I still think you can you can get that momentum from you from can. Oakland and now you have. Uh, you know you have revenge, uh, uh, the ability for 
you know, for revenge right around the corner. You don't have to wait for it this time. It's coming up like very fast. Well, yeah, Glass Half Full is on the flight home tonight. They're saying, you know, we 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 had them. We should have game, taken we two had or three. Them. Yeah. At least taken two out of three. You were right there to take two out of three. And Friday night was a winnable game too when they came back when Bader ties that game. Yeah. It's it so Bader. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Right? It's like this, this, this actually real. this should be a Harrison Bader appreciation podcast because <laughs> that dude is balling. Ever since he put on like the, you know, it, maybe it's the uh, you know, the Bronxville native coming coming home that uh that turned him into Mickey Mantle, but this kid's playing really good baseball and coming he's up a with damn good defender. Clutch ass hits too. Yeah. I was reading this article in The Athletic. So apparently, uh, we, we obviously talked about the mouth guard as like a turning point for Bader, but his the bat handle, he changed up his bat handle heading into the playoffs last year. So he was struggling when he was coming back with the Yankees in the regular season last year. And then this uh, article, Athletic, uh, yeah, Athletic article, I'm going to redo a little blurb. While at home in the days leading up to the American League Division Series, he picked up an autographed bat given to him by good friend Pete Alonzo as he took some practice swings. He liked the flared handle that more resembled that of an axe instead of a traditional knobbed bat. His swing felt smoother than it had in quite some time. He's been using it ever since. Hmm. It's a flare. So it's got like a, yeah, it's, it's got it's that got little like contour like, at the bottom. Yeah. It's that little flare at the bottom instead of just a traditional circle knob. You see guys with it a lot. I got to see it in my head. I can't picture it, but I mean, Go- the Google. bat automatically has a flare, but that one's more of like a, is it just on one side? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it does look like more of like a weapon. <laughs> it, it looks like something you'd use. It's for like, like a battle support. club from the, yeah, it's like the, a, the war like of 1812. Kind of, it kind of looks like, like a field hockey stick at the bottom. It kind of, kind of looks like a field hockey oh, stick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, So um, getting back to the bullpen, I was watching Boone's postgame presser after Saturday night in which Clay Holmes pitched the eighth inning and then Ian Hamilton closed out the game. And he was asked point black point blank a few uh, questions about, you know, does what does this mean, basically? So he said, uh, asking about Hamilton closing the game, he quickly praised Clay Holmes. Like, he was asked, oh, what did you see with um, Hamilton closing that game out? He didn't answer that question. He just immediately praised Clay Holmes. So in my mind, I'm like, well, he's trying to pump up his guy there. Um, and then he was asked uh, if he gave Hamilton a heads up that he would be used to close the game and Boone said yeah when we told him to get warm um, asked if there'd be more opportunities for Hamilton clo- to close he said we're just trying to put our guys in the best position to be successful and then um, he said he was asked if the eighth inning can be a confidence boost for Holmes and Boone said that the noise is not indicative of how he has pitched but he also acknowledged that getting the double play was huge after that leadoff single in the eighth and then if there would be more closer opportunities for, for Holmes, he kind of you know didn't really answer the question. But I found a lot of those answers interesting. So he didn't want to crush his guy because it's the it's the easy thing to do for the for the media to pick up on. Oh, Clay Holmes no longer the ninth inning guy, no longer, no longer the closer of this team. And and that will very well may be true. That is true. He's not the closer of the team not. right now. There is there is there's no, no there's no clear cut closer. There's no closer. It, for it's this team. situational. It's yeah. based on who who is not pitched the day before. It could mm-hmm. be Clay Holmes. Could be Wandy Peralta. Could be Michael King. And it could be Ian Hamilton. That said, that said, uh, Clay Holmes pitched well. His last two times out pitched well again today. Yeah. 
it's it's uh it's it's very very reclaimable very quickly I think as well it's it's really just a matter of him getting right and I think that he he will put him back in that ninth inning consistently. So that's just the way I, I see Boone. The way he's not answering this question, he's not saying that it's an open job. That's not what he's saying at all. He's avoiding the question, as you mentioned. So this, to me, this leads like, can we self-correct here without having to talk about it? And I think that's what's happening. So you think they'd prefer to have someone clear-cut yeah. ninth inning? I think, yeah, I do. I think I think was, every manager kind of wants that. But I this one, because he was anointed, essentially, uh, last year at the beginning of the year, you know, you'd have to. No, it wasn't the beginning of the year. He happen. earned it last year. Yeah, he in did. The first, yeah, he earned that closer. Yeah, job. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just, but it was acknowledged that he was the closer, and 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 for that to change, then you'd have to take that job away from him. And I, he's, like you said, avoiding that 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 question with an answer that has anything to do with you know who the closer is really. So, I uh, wasn't it pretty early in this season where Holmes pitched the eighth inning in a, in a spot and we were like, oh, that's surprising. I've, I want to say it was like the first week or week and a half of the season. I don't remember the matchup. Logan is going to pull the matchup. But so even though Holmes is was the closer to start the season, already they were being a little bit more flexible on leverage spots for for their guys. Yes, but but and and I hope that that's the case. Even if you have a called if you. Even if Clay Holmes is the is the is the chosen closer and he's the and that's what we're calling him, he's the closer. You you still again, this goes back to the conversation with today with Michael King in that situation. Granted, different because it was a six-two ball game. But if you're gonna use your closer in the eighth inning because you're at the heart of the lineup and and you you're essentially closing that game, right? You're holding that game for the close at that point, then yeah, I want you to use your closer. I want you to use your best pitcher. So you can be the closer. It doesn't necessarily you always need to pitch in the ninth inning. Doesn't always need, mean you need to. That's pitch. what a dedicated ninth inning guy is. It was you're, traditionally you're going to be in the ninth inning, but if there's a very high leverage situation against a good team, and and it so happens that that's in the eighth inning, and there's a a, a different situation in the ninth inning, that's, then use no, your closer. But that no, then that's not a dedicated ninth inning guy. No, he's a dedicated is, closer. Is, he's closing the game in the eighth inning. <laughs> that is a. But we've seen this time and time again, year after year. For whatever reason, when that scoreboard says ninth inning, some guys poop their pants. It's it's true. I don't think he's that guy though. I think he's just lost himself mechanically. I Dellen Batances. Okay. Dellen Batances, sixth inning, fine. bases loaded, nobody out. He'll strike out the side. Seventh yeah. inning, no problem. Eighth inning, he'll retire him one, two, three. Ninth inning, he can't find the strike zone. Ninth inning, he, he look out, look out. There's going to be a hole in the Randy screen. Randy Levine up there eating cotton candy, watching Dellen Batances try and pitch the ninth inning. Why is he eating cotton candy? I don't know, because his hair looks like cotton candy. <laughs> so, I'm just I'm just looking at Clay Holmes's uh, stats, because I was looking for that eighth inning appearance. So, Clay Holmes gave up two runs on opening weekend, that was? Yeah. Uh, since then, he's only given up earned runs in two more games. And he's pitched, today was his 14th game. So, our eye test says, ooh, this guy, this guy's real shaky. This guy feels like he gives up a run every time he comes in the game. He's been clean. What is clean, that? Clean, uh, clean or, or coming in or coming no in the middle of an inning he's for been, Boone. He's been no he's been no runs, and most of the time he pitches But look at all the base runners. Because he's like I well, we his, talked about his, last week, eleven percent walk rate. So right. I just feel like there's a lot of base runners with him. There is a lot of base runners, but I think part of the reason that they might be so reluctant 
not reluctant, why they're so adamant about continuing to put him into these situations is because they feel like he's actually pitching better than the fans are giving him credit for. You can't walk 11% as a closer. This is exactly why this is exactly why we right, had but, the uh, an open opportunity for a closer. Yeah, but Chapman, I mean, it took like five years for that to like... I'm just manifest. saying, as a closer, no matter what your name is or, or what team you're on, if you're walking guys as a closer, there's a problem. There's a problem. And if, and if Clay Holmes does not get that walk rate under control, he's going to start giving up more runs. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. And so uh, it's great that he pit, he's pitched in high leverage spots the last few games and been able to get through it. But there's still been a lot of base runners. And in, until that changes, I don't trust him to... I, I don't trust him as much because it's it's going to bite you in the ass eventually. That said, he's look he looked he looked very good tonight, yeah. uh, today, yeah. and and looked good uh, looked good yesterday or Friday <laughs> whenever he pitched. So uh, you know whatever the the bullpen you know closer is, however they they get back to it. I mean the bottom line is the bullpen overall has been good, even if it is kind of mixing and matching, and you're rolling the dice with some guys. The numbers at this point on May 7th, are very, very good. Yes. You said they were ranked first. Are they number one in baseball for bullpen? Before the game, By what they measurement? Were... Was it ERA or bullpen war or whatever it is? It's So call it top five at the very worst. I was watching Yes Network, so it was probably ERA. Yeah. So, But, but if they're number one in ERA, they're going to be close to the top in most most categories. Yeah. They've, been, they've, been, they've been executing for the most part. And the comebacks this weekend, I mean, because they did come back today to tie the game. They came back on Saturday. That was a comeback win, 2 nothing. Could have been a lot worse if Herman doesn't settle down. And on, on Friday night as well, they came back. So they didn't go into Tampa and just fall behind early and then roll over and die. No, they, they, they fought. They, they, those were all, you said this at the top of the show, all very competitive games. And, you know, Herman pitched, pitched really well. He he obviously ran into some issues early on, wasn't helped, but ran into some issues and then settled down. It was very, very good for the rest of his, his outing. So, you know, we've, we've seen some really good stuff from him over the last, over his last few outings as well, which is, which is great. And, and yeah, you cut, you fall behind two nothing, you fight back, you, uh, you, you tie, then, uh, you take the lead in that game. That's a big deal. And then they shut yeah, the door. It, it was, uh, Three runs in the eighth inning. DJ RBI double, Bader two uh, two run pinch hit single on Saturday, and then the night before you got Bader with the massive three run home run to tie the game after the Yankees were down for nothing. And in that game on Friday, they went one for eight with runners in scoring position, so they had so many opportunities to cash in in that game. And then and today Bader, again, Bader is just a machine and and hits another uh, you know big home run, has some good at bats, and is a double shy of the freaking cycle. Yeah, the guy's been unbelievable since coming back. So you can see, it's like, well, if you got a healthy judge, a healthy Stanton, a healthy Bader, and he's performing like we're seeing, the lineup looks, it's night and day. I mean, Hicks today, first extra base. It's May 7th, and homeboy, first extra base hit on May 7th. And it's not like, oh, he just started playing. No, no, no. He's been getting kind of regular at-bats. May 7th, first extra base hit for for Aaron Hicks. I'm so sick of looking at him. His, <laughs> his, his running... His base running performance in the uh, that was at the tenth inning when he's was the runner at second base and then gets to third base and the infield's in. There's a it's not a hard hit ball to the shortstop. 
he's moving immediately. You're not moving on contact on that play. I'm sorry, you're not moving on contact. The infield's in, uh, and and the ball, the play's in front of you at that point. It's not like it was, there was no shot. He was dead. He was dead. And he was already far enough off the bag where the play came home. And it was, it was a, it was a bonehead play. Thank God that there was enough chaos that and a guy got injured, and that's the reason why Glaber ended up on third base. But it's just like immediately bonehead. And then there was no out call, and he's just standing there and not doing anything. And then gets up. It was just a. It was a. It was a masterclass in how to not run the bases by by Aaron Hicks, and it was it was really ugly looking. That's another thing that we saw all weekend. I feel like both teams are pretty sloppy. The Rays made a bunch of outs on the bases. The Yank. The Yankees just, I feel like, booted a lot of balls. Like DJ with that ball that goes through his legs on Saturday. Yeah. That's a hard hit ball. They didn't call it an error or anything, but I'm yeah. never going to kill DJ for his uh, for his defense. DJ, but like, I'm never going to criticize him for his defense. This, but yeah, it happened. Unfortunately, it was unfortunate, and that was a you know Herman coming back from something like that is is right. And those are big. the only runs that scored. And Glaber, DJ's been so good with the bat. I know we'll talk about that, but he's been so good with the bat when very much needed. Like he really does look and 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 look like he's playing healthy again so that's just such a big deal i feel like glaber just takes plays off mentally does it does it just seem like he's just like the mistakes he makes sometimes you're just like were you concentrating in where where was your brain in in that moment he he had some pretty ridiculous range today uh, fielding that ball at second mm-hmm. base and he did make a good throw over to uh third base and it, it was charge and error to him but then it's like he'll just that was on cabrera him. yeah he was on cabrera but he was out of position he was out of position first of all he should have been you know towards the bag um that's a much easier hop if you're if you're towards the bag that, that was an interesting one just quickly just not to not to not to complain about things but ikf i know is playing all over the place Right, but he's in right field, and you have Cabrera playing third base. They do know that Isaiah Kiner Falefa won a Gold Glove at third base, right? And that 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 Oswaldo Cabrera can play the outfield and has played the has played right field mul- multiple times and and has looked pretty damn good out there. I, I just don't understand that when you when you're playing those two guys out of position, like why not put IKF at the you know the place where he literally won a Gold Glove in the American League as a third baseman, professional baseball player. So one of the, because Bowers also it was an adventure with Bowers in the outfield this weekend, and I was just wondering where the Yankees rank team defensively in baseball, and they ranked twelfth, so middle of the pack. But when you look at just like the defensive metrics, <clears throat> the advanced metrics, the Brewers and the Diamondbacks are leading uh, by you know actually it's really the uh, Brewers, Diamondbacks, Mariners are are leading by a bunch. The Tigers are up there as well. But then when you get to the Yankees at twelfth. They're 1.2 defense, whereas uh, the Rangers are 13.3. This is on Fangrass leaderboard. So the Yankees are bunched up with a bunch of teams hovering around positive two and negative two on the list. So call it average, even though I feel like, you know, some of these plays, um, would you, wouldn't you say a lot of the mistakes that we've seen the Yankees make in the field are because People, people are, are out of position. Out of position. Yeah. 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 You've so got it, a shortstop playing center field or a first baseman playing left field. It's like the fact what, that they're middle of the pack with this, with the way that the this yeah, season has I gone so far is actually bottom, good. I was expecting yeah. them to be bottom third. Yeah. I was shocked they were twelfth. I thought they're going to be twenty third. Well, and it also you know when when if, and if we can get everybody uh, back healthy and you have 
you know, even when Donaldson looked like he was doing a lot of baseball activities hanging around the field today, but the, um, you have him as a, as a, the, the guy at third staying there, like that solidifies your defense so much now because you, you can get uh, DJ at second base a little bit more. You can, you can, you know, solidify that outfield by not having to throw another guy at third base. So just even him on the defensive side really does help the run prevention. Um, and, and obviously with Bader in center field, you know, you're really getting back to, to uh, that solid core of very good defense. Even, you know, obviously stands a huge bat that we're missing, but if Donaldson does come back in the relative near future and you can plug him in for a third base defensively and he gives you average offense, uh, the team is just so much better for it because they can now be a little bit more predictable in where they play defensively. And I, I think that's important. Like, I, I think they've done a good job plug in where they have and, and kind of roll with the punches as they've come. But you get a guy like that who is a, you know, gold glove caliber third baseman, it does solidify the rest of it a lot because now people can really start playing their true positions. It's a domino effect. You've, if you can plug in <clears throat> Donaldson at third or judge and right field, like it's not even like one or the, it's just one of them because they've got so many guys out playing out of position because you've got multiple people out. If you have judge and right field, then you've got Bader in center field and left field is just the one spot. You're not with IKF and left and then um, <clears throat> Bowers in right field, right? It's like, that's a pretty shoddy outfield at that point. Well, with with uh, with Donaldson playing third, what that does for your your infield defense is it to, it makes it so much better because now you're able to have Donaldson and DJ LeMahieu on the, on the field at the same time. Yeah. And if you have those two guys on the field at the same time, you have two gold glovers that are, are right there with... Uh, you know, Rizzo, or if LeMayhew's at, at first base and Rizzo's out, you know, LeMayhew's now patrolling the right side of the field in some capacity. And you have Donaldson, who's just a vacuum on that side. And I think it does help uh, even Volpe a little bit with, uh, with Donaldson's range at third base. So it, I think Donaldson is a bigger deal defensively. Obviously, Judge, you know, I th- he should be coming back soon. So all of this is a moot point. But, um, but yeah, they've been playing well since, you know, considering the fact that they've been all over the place. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. 
Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I want to get to DJ's uh, numbers with running scoring position in a second, but first, got to tell you guys about Athletic Greens AG1, a daily nutritional drink that is loaded with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. Benefits that I have noticed drinking it every single day since October. I've not missed a day since October. That's that's pretty good. Like that's it's how many good. months is that? That's a few months. months. Eight eight months ish. Some months uh, right there. <clears throat> that's some months. Basically, basically the length of uh, Leanne's pregnancy. <laughs> it's sort of uh, where my mind is at this point. Supports mental clarity and alertness. Promotes gut health with pre and probiotics. It gives better sleep quality and recovery, and it boosts energy. And that sleep quality and recovery is huge because I, I do, you know, I'm up between five thirty and six every morning, and I don't wake up feeling like I drank seven beers the night before, even when I didn't drink seven beers the night before. You just you wake up and you're like, yeah, the day's starting. You're ready to go. It's also great for workout recovery if you drink it uh, right before your workout or if you're doing something strenuous, then uh, you get those benefits as well. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial flavoring. It's also affordable, costs less than $3 per serving, and is super easy to build into your daily routine. AG1 has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is trusted by athletes and health experts around the world. Go to athleticgreens.com slash pinstripes, and you will get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash pinstripes. Thank you, Athletic Greens. As always, really hope you guys try it because it is an amazing, amazing product. For the DJ, record, if uh, I'm glad Athletic Greens is helping your life, but if you are feeling like you woke up and drank seven beers the night before without something else is going on, so you should evaluate no, the saying, other things as well. Norm, like in the past, if I woke yeah. up at 5.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. I would feel hungover even when I didn't drink the night before because you didn't get much sleep. Okay. That was my point. Okay. Maybe evaluate. You. Nah. Not you. Nah. I, I operate on four to five hours of sleep uh, <laughs> daily true. at this point. DJ LeMayhew came in today, uh, ranked, where he was ranked, uh, you, you sent the image, I forget exactly where he was ranked with runs and scoring position, but his slash line was 417, 464, 542 entering Sunday. Two outs and runs and scoring position, 313, 353, 313. Men on base, 325, 378, 400. Late and close, 313, 353, 313. And in high leverage spots, 294, 368, 353. No matter how you slice it or dice it, when the game counts, when the situation is important, DJ LeMahieu is producing. I feel like I need to get partial credit for my bold prediction because I did say DJ LeMahieu was going to win the batting title this year. I think I said around a 330 batting average. Is there like a batting title for runners in scoring position no but he would be he would he would be fifth in that in in the american league in that but there's still a lot of time there's still a lot of time 
And uh, number number one, Alvarez at five hundred, Simeon at five hundred, Cedric Mullins at four sixty seven, and Ruiz at uh, four forty one. So there's some there's some stiff competition. Yeah, but DJ has been, even though the numbers aren't eye popping overall, he's been more close to the DJ LeMahieu pre injury last year. Also, 2019-2020 DJ LeMahieu. He's been closer to that player than he was injured DJ LeMahieu of 2020, um, 2021, second half, 2022. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. And, you know, we just spent a good amount of time talking about the defense. Um, that's the other piece of this. Like, the guy helps you so significantly on the defensive side because of his flexibility and the fact that he can play first base as well as anywhere else in the infield. Um except for a shortstop, which I still don't believe that he can't play shortstop, but he just hasn't. Um, he's been he's been phenomenal. The fact that he, you know, he's hitting with runners in scoring position as well is is uh, not surprising. The guy's clutch. The guy knows how to situationally hit. That's the beautiful thing about him. Before the shift, he's never a guy that, that was heavily shifted on because he could spray the ball from line to line, and, and that's what he does. He has a different approach uh, for different situations, and he executes at a, at, a, at a high level because the guy just knows how to, uh, handle the bat and you can tell like that toe and anything on the lower half if you have a lower half injury as a baseball player and you're trying to hit a ball which is arguably the hardest thing to do in sports you are are a shell of yourself you cannot do the thing if you have a lower half injury even if it's on a foot because all of that is connected with the way that you rotate through the ball and how much power you can generate and if one thing is off, one thing is off in that mechanical flow, then you're in trouble because then you try to have to try to figure out how to do something in a way that that your body doesn't want you to do. And I think he was really, I know he was really held back, obviously, by that injury. And I, the off season, there was a lot of top, a lot of discussion, right, about surgery, no surgery, yeah, or get getting surgery? a plate, or we like doing the things deep into the off season. They were yeah. still deciding, and and. Obviously, they made the right move here, and and they let it uh, kind of take care of itself, and and realize that surgery. Because again, I think the surgery would have limited his mobility uh, on that foot. But <laughs> remember, we were joking, wasn't it? Like they were deciding between surgery on two toes or no toes. It was like, <laughs> what happened to just one toe? <laughs> yeah, two or none. You got to staple them together. <clears throat> you got to so mount those. How many uh, would you say DJ is fourth on the shortstop depth chart? On the short on the shortstop depth chart, yeah, like like, like the active roster right now, yeah, Volpe obviously, right. and then if Volpe can't go at short, it's yeah. probably going to be um, IKF, right? Okay, at no, <clears throat> it's no. probably going to well, Peraza or Peraza if he's there, oh, right, right, and right. then Cabrera, IKF, yeah. IKF's not really sniffing shortstop very much these days. Uh, they might put DJ there before they put IKF at this. We'll put Glaber there before Glaber. Uh, is it safe to say fifth on the shortstop depth chart? Glaber would Glaber get Glaber would get the spot before Glaber would get it. So it would him. be sixth behind behind Glaber. <clears throat> yeah. Which okay. What are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the game on the line. Ball hit the shortstop, and it's Glaber Torres or DJ. Oh, LeMahieu DJ Lemayo every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I would say that probably. I I I might he might like sneak into the top two if the balls hit at them. Oh yeah, I'm putting DJ anywhere in the infield. You mentioned some of those injury updates. Donaldson is going to ramp up baseball activities during this homestand, and then we'll begin a rehab assignment soon after that. Giancarlo Stanton is, quote, doing well, but no further details beyond that, <laughs> according to Aaron Boone. And then the big one, Carlos Radon, with a chronic back issue now, 
doctors have described it as a chronic back issue, even though it's not painful for him. It just doesn't feel right. He's going to get a cortisone shot early this week. There is no target date for his return. Radon, he was quoted, whenever my body tells me I can throw and, and everyone agrees that I can throw, then I'll start throwing. And then Meredith said this on Friday night's that broadcast. That is such a wide open area for, for... This really pissed me off. Okay, so Meredith is giving her injury updates on Friday night's broadcast. And she, she was going through it. And then she said, Radon said that if it were up to him, he would be out there. And I took a pause and I was like, that's not true. That's not what he's saying. The Yankees tried to have him start his throwing program. And he said, no, no, no. My back doesn't feel right. So my, my neck and my was, back. It was up to him. And he said it's not right. Because tests clean. No structural damage to the back. So at that point, it's kind of up to him. If he's going to say, I'm just going to go. No structural damage. Might be a little off, but I'm going to figure this out. But that's not what's happening here. So, so no, that's not true, Carlos. It is up to you, and you're not pitching. Right. The doctors have looked you up and down. There's nothing. Well, they, 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 So the word chronic gets me every time. The word chronic, when I hear of a chronic injury, does that mean it's, it's, uh, it's been there for a while or it's, or it's going to be there for a while? But when you have like... It's like a chronic drinking problem. What is that? What is a chronic drinking problem? Bad. You, you, <laughs> you, have, a, you have a drinking problem, but it's chronic. No, I don't think that works. I, I don't think that works there. But the the chronic piece of this package, does that mean we're gonna, where he's going to continue to deal with this chronic injury? Or is this something that he has dealt with in the past okay, that we didn't so know about? The definition of chronic uh, related to an illness. Yeah. Pers- not, not, the, not the chronic persisting for a long time or constantly yeah. recurring. Okay, right. So it's been persisting for a long time or it's just not it's not going away so they're calling it chronic because of that because there's nothing there but there's chronic. So it's like tendonitis. Mm-hmm. Tendonitis is is chronic, right? That's mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense. It's like so, uh, I my drinking problem, it's been around since 1997. Yeah, you keep going back to this drinking problem thing, but just making seven beers waking up. Like I'm starting to think that uh, there's an issue here. Maybe that's why you're in the basement and it has nothing to do with anything else. But um, I haven't had a drink in three days. So I, I, I don't, I don't uh, quite understand what the deal is. So he's getting a cortisone shot in, in this injury that is not showing up anywhere. Yeah. And they're, they're, sh- are they I, just like flying I'm, blind so, here? Trying to on. shoot for the, shoot the, sh- you got to shoot the spot too. Cause you got to hit exactly, that spot. Exactly. So exactly. he's so like, this. This. so he's Flaherty pointing. He's pointing. He's like, but I thought I it wasn't painful. I can't right? reach. So it's not painful, but you can you can feel it. So it's like he's got his thumb on his back, like using a mirror, and like, no, not there, not there, right there, right there. Yep. Flaherty said this on the broadcast. He said, yeah. "You got to hit the spot with right. the shot." That's where I got that from, I think. And, and so, but cor- every report up until now has been it's not like a painful back issue. It just right. doesn't feel right. So it, 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 he might know upper what does back, that mean? lower back, left side of my back, middle back or whatever. But are we just saying like, are we doing quadrants? <laughs> are we doing the shot in a quadrant at this point? Like I, I've never heard of a cortisone shot for something that isn't really a problem because, <laughs> because basically up until now, the back hasn't really been, it, it, they're not saying this is a problem. It just doesn't feel right. And it's, but it's, it's kind of. It's chronic and he needs a cortisone shot. So there's a problem, obviously, that they're not telling us about. 
I, I don't know. I just, I hope the cortisone shot fixes it. But again, like now that he's been on the shelf for however long, he's going to have to completely ramp up again. Oh, so we're, second we're, half. We're a at month, this point. at least a month plus from the day he picks up a baseball again. And then he needs probably four to six weeks of, of ramping up to ready to start a major league baseball game. Well, okay. It's a full but, spring training. Okay, fine, but that doesn't happen anymore because we're in the middle of a season and this team is struggling. So you get to a point where you can throw three to four innings and then I want him ramping up in the Bronx. I want him ramping up really? on this team. Yes, I do. Of course I do. Why do I want him ramping up to get to the full seven to be able to throw 100 pitches what in the minor leagues? What if he's UI? Well, then that's he is UI. That's a different story. That's a different story. This goes back to him and his mental uh, mental strength and and how he does things. I I, I don't know. Uh, um, it's not my my opinion is not in a good place so far with him. But yeah, the if I if, if he's if he's healthy and he's just ramping up and building up arm strength and he's pitching and, and able to pitch well after a couple of weeks here, and it's just a matter of like getting in the reps to get the arm strength up. Do it up here. Definitely. You know what else? Shave the mustache. Okay. Because, because here's why. You grow a mustache on the Yankees when you're playing well and then you've like earned the right to grow the facial hair. Yeah. And it's like you can't grow the full beard, so I'm going to do the mustache and it's funny and like Jason Giambi dyes it jet black and he's like greasy and hitting bombs. And it's like, ah, oh, Jason Giambi, mustache, blah, blah, blah. Or like when the Yankees did, did the, must, the mustache rides, whatever yeah. season that was, 2015. Mustache rides? I, I don't know if it was a mustache ride, dude. I think we joked about it being mustache, right? So I'm pretty sure we joked about it being mustache, right? You don't grow mustache when you just signed a contract and you've thrown one spring training inning for the New York Yankees and you've got a chronic back issue and you got to get a cortisone shot. The must, that's when the, the mustache looks uh, is, is a little fucking weird now. Okay, now, <laughs> yeah. now, now, now the Shave mustache it. is a little weird. Let's get Shave rid of it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, I'm I'm already starting to hate Carlos Rodon, and he hasn't even gone out there and pitched yet. No, he did one time, and he he tried to throw really hard to show everybody that he could throw hard, and then he hurt himself because he's an idiot. Uh, and I called it in live time while it was happening. Just that was dumb shit. Were, I thought you were just jumping the gun on something. Nah, I don't know how you called that. How did you call that? My stomach was making making <laughs> weird noises. I could feel it in my gut. Oh boy! Maybe it was the mustache. <laughs> it was the mustache. Yeah. Well, if you're looking to kick off your summer right, you should do so with Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades that are just as good as any expensive pair you can find. They're lightweight and durable, which is the best combination out there. The company has the most insane protection in all of eyewear. If you lose your pair or you break it, and it's even day one, they're gonna send you a new pair, no questions asked. They're also a company that you can feel good when you're buying. To date, they've donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. Um, Scott, they're really, really nice sunglasses. And uh, if you're looking for a Mother's Day gift, which is next week, maybe get a pair, get two pairs uh, with our code. And you can give a, give your mom some, some flowers and some Shady Rays. They're giving their best deal to our listeners. Go to ShadyRays.com, use promo code BRONX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Go check them out. We know you're going to love them. Again, code BRONX for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Thank you. Shady I will Rays. say, Bevan has, uh, has stolen my Shady Rays glasses multiple mm. times because she likes them. They, uh, they look good on her too. I'm not going to lie. 
We've got our event coming up end of the month, Memorial Day weekend, May 27th, Saturday, 1 p.m. versus the Padres. We're doing a pregame at the dugout from 10:30 to 12:30, or get yeah, just get there at 6 a.m. I don't know when. I don't know when the dugout opens, but get there when they open. We'll be. There. Let's hopefully they hopefully they open and there's no uh, there's no there's no sticker on the door like. That's happened, that's happened. I'm not going to say that hasn't happened a couple of times. It has. We'll find a new bar if that's the case. Uh, we're going to be in section 205, and you also get custom Bronx Pinstripes event tee, the pinstripe heart. It is up on our website right now. Go to bronxpinstripes.com slash fanshop, and you will see the event listing. Also, go check out our social media. We have been tweeting it out, so you will, you will see it there. It's $75, which is a great deal. It's a premium matchup Saturday game of a holiday weekend. You also get a t-shirt, and it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I am very much looking forward to it. I'm going to Uber in. because going to Uber uh, it. Good idea. Yeah, because of my drinking problem. <laughs> your drinking problem. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you're ahead of the drinking problem. No reason to ever get behind the behind the wheel. No. Um, the Yankees are playing Oakland this week. The A's suck. I was looking up their their pitching staff ranks. Uh, they have been historically bad. They've got a 7.29 team ERA and a 6.20 FIP. They are the only team in Major League Baseball to combine for negative WAR as a pitching staff, minus 3.1. They're so bad. You have to just demolish this team. You do know that uh, that that Schmidt and Brito are also pitching in that. Okay. So the great equalizers of, of Brito, Schmidt and Brito. Those guys' ERAs are like five and a half, six. The pitching staff for Oakland is 7.29. So the Yankees should score seven runs and only give up five runs. <laughs> so... Bet the over this Bet the entire over weekend. this week. <laughs> yeah, this Bet week. Bet the over this week. The score is going to be seven to five every single night. Yeah, no, they they should absolutely take care of uh the this team. There's um, they're 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 not a good baseball team. And and like we said, being bookend uh, bookend by the the Tampa Rays, you need to you need to find it a little bit right now. You need to find you know how to how to consistently play and and what better time. Than against a uh, a bad opponent, the one injury and and Logan, you may have more information on this, but we're approaching ten day IL. No, for for when Judge was retroactive yep. to the previous Friday, right? So when are we? What are we looking at with him? We're expecting to see him activated on Tuesday, according to Boone. Okay, great. If all goes well, so that's that's huge. You know, having him having him back on Tuesday, getting him in uh, a couple a couple games. Um, They'll probably DH him, right? They'll probably uh, play him and then DH him a couple days. That's fine. A day off, yeah. Yeah, they'll do like they'll they're activating him Tuesday. He's eligible to come Monday, so right. I'm wondering if he's going to kind of treat Monday like an off day. And then do they'll play Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe DH Thursday, something like that. Yeah, and then Friday he'll probably sit because they're playing the Rays, and when he sees the Rays uniform, he'll think of the Tampa turf, and then that'll you know be sore for him. No, he's not going to sit. That they're going to get him ready yeah, during this sit. Oakland series so that he can be all all uh, firing on all cylinders with uh, with Tampa. But that's what, huge having Bader. So this is happening. Obviously, we said uh, Donaldson's ramping up activity, but but having Judge in there with Bader. I mean the the right side of the outfield solidified, solidified, done. Oh yeah. Um, and and now and now you just focus on not, rotating door of not screwing left field. up left field. Yeah. Uh, what? Because I, I said Tampa jerseys made me think. What do you think of the Devil Rays unis on Friday night? Okay, so they're, they're, as much shit like, as I've given, I, I, like I, I haven't, I, like I, I haven't, I haven't given uh, the 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 Rays the Devil Rays treatment in quite some time because they've frankly 
earned the respect to not be good. talked about that way anymore. And it's not like you get that, those uniforms were pretty sweet. Yeah, they're <laughs> pretty nice. Pretty nice. I like those throwbacks. Those they're kind of cool. And and like the guys embrace it with all the different multicolor like so sleeves much better and than necklaces. The star. And, so much better than the star. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool looking, honestly. And it and it fits like I don't know, it fits it fits the the way that a lot of uniforms are trending with with these with the flashy colors, like it it does. It doesn't look bad. So Logan just asked a very important question in our chat. Does Hicks get DFA'd when Judge returns? What percentage? I don't think it's gonna happen, but what percentage chance do you give Hicks DFA when Judge is activated? I don't think it's gonna happen uh, this time. So I think uh fifteen percent. Yeah, I think I was it's low. Say, I was I'm not say. getting the I'm not getting the 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 the, the gut vibe feeling that yeah, he's he just be got an extra right base now. hit, so he bought himself another like five weeks. I literally yeah. said that when he hit the ball, I went, "Oh great, now he'll be here for another few." It weeks. was a ground ball to third base. <laughs> the gonna, third baseman gonna, was playing off the line. Yes, <laughs> they're going to have to lose somebody. I think when they activate, Dutch are they going to lose someone? <laughs> Is Bowers? Well, put, Bowers they could option Pagaza. I don't believe Bowers has an option. Obviously, Willie Calhoun doesn't have an option. Willie Calhoun is is not going anywhere. If no, Willie Calhoun gets in red hot, if Willie Calhoun or even Bowers, like I know Bowers was didn't play well in in the in the field. He, there were multiple times, but the way that he was hitting in AAA and and he's already you know he gives you yeah, but but I'm sorry, but he gives you that that's way more hope than I've gotten yeah, in he's three got no years options. from Aaron Hicks. So then you're, you've got to just put be Peraza. Peraza down. They're going to send Peraza down. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, because you, you have another, then. you don't need him at that point. Do you, because now, you need, do you need another infielder at that point? No. Well, I mean, you have to treat IKF like an infielder, which okay. it doesn't seem like they do. Yeah, but why wasn't he playing third base today? I, that's that a made good no question. sense. I don't know, but maybe maybe Boone forgot he won the Gold Glove at third base. <laughs> but but um, but when Judge comes back, you have way too many outfielders at that point. And then so IKF can go to the infield. The real question is going to happen is when Donaldson, Donaldson comes, back. comes back. That's well, still that's, way out. And to me, that's the Hicks right DFA. Then. That is the Hicks if DFA. If everyone is still healthy whenever Donaldson comes back, then good problem to have. Unless, unless, uh, unless you know, Calhoun play, or, and, uh, and Bowers play terribly then well that's also a possibility right it's like willie calhoun yeah. has had a few nice you know offensive days but i like willie goes, calhoun i want what willie if he calhoun goes two for his next 26 right it's like it's i would possible. rather have willie calhoun i like the way he looks i like everything about him he's he's in he's in i like him as a baseball player on this team and i would rather watch him play baseball than watch her Knicks play baseball and that's yeah. that's it that's gonna wrap it up we'll be back again to talk after he the cares more he cares more okay sure sure again memorial day weekend bp crew event go get those tickets uh on bronxpinstripes.com and thank you to shady rays and athletic greens for sponsoring today we'll talk to you in a few days hey guys thanks for listening to the bronx pinstripe show make sure you find us on itunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone if you do like the show We'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.